Hey friends, I'm so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Sarah Darby. She's been an entrepreneur for 12 years, a mom for nearly seven, and a lover of Jesus and people for all of her 36 years of life. She is also a singer and studied commercial music at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, and had dreams of working in the music business. However, after battling cancer at age 23, Sarah's priorities shifted and God gave her a dream of influencing people in a different way. She returned to Dallas in 2009 to open her own voice and music studio where she had her dream and created a team of coaches to train musicians in every aspect of music and entertainment. Over the last 12 years, Destiny Studios has served thousands of clients and Sarah has fallen in love with coaching and mentoring. Sarah is also crazy about supporting women in their business and their dreams, and she uses her successful entrepreneurial experience as well as the difficult things that she's overcome to help women become more peaceful, productive, and profitable. I'm so excited to be diving in today to talk to Sarah about our seasons of life and what it looks like to own your season of life that you are in and for you to hear her powerful story. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited that we got to connect and I'm excited for you to share your story with the audience and just to talk about the different seasons that we're in in life, which is so important right now in the season that we're all in. But first, I would love for you just to introduce yourself and tell the listeners what you do and how you became an entrepreneur um, during motherhood. Absolutely. Um well, I am from the Dallas area. Um, I've been here all of my life, except for seven years. I lived in Nashville when I went to college and a couple years after graduation. Um, I grew up singing. My, my background actually is not business at all. It is music. Um, I wanted to be a singer. 
when I grew up and found out about this really cool college when I was a senior in high school called Belmont University. And they had this music program that I'd never heard of. Um, it's different than what anybody else was offering. Um, it's the degree program was called commercial music. And when I figured out what that was, I was like, that is it. That's what I want to do. It was a, a vocal degree for singers who wanted to do um, like not classical music. And at that time, there's a lot of other schools today that offer similar programs. But at the time, it was very progressive. Um, one of the only places that offered that. So I thought, oh my gosh, sign me up. That is exactly what I want to do. I want to be in the music business. And this was not that long ago, but yet it feels like based on how fast the world has changed, it feels like another mm -hmm. lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, because I, um, see, I started college in, in 02. So back then the internet was pretty new. Um, you had to actually request an information packet and fill out an application. It, there's nothing online about it. Like hand write an application, <laughs> mail it in, wait for an acceptance letter. The whole thing, totally different experience than what students have today. Online classes were barely a thing. Um, just totally, totally different. So went to Nashville, definitely had my eyes and heart on, um, on the music business and fell in love with Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, and um, loved my time there. Uh, after I graduated in 2006, um, about like, I started doing the thing that you do right after college where you just do all the jobs, a million things, mm -hmm. anything. Like you have a degree, but then now um, you have to work a million part-time jobs just to make ends meet, which I was not totally expecting. So I was doing, let's see, I was a waitressing, I was a receptionist, and I did the YMCA after school club. I did all that for about a year, thinking, what in the heck? Why am I, I'm in Nashville. I just wanted to, I came out here saying, doing all these things, um, not singing. Singing occasionally, but not like you know, a career in music, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and out of the blue, when I was 23, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And... Um, it just reset everything for me. It was a, as, as those types of things are, it changed my perspective. It changed what I wanted. It changed what I needed in life. And, um, I did my treatment in Nashville. Um, and then felt like after all that was said and done, I, I just was really homesick for the first time. I felt like I'm ready to move home. I need to go home. Had no idea what I was going to do have a degree in commercial music, still love to sing, not super interested in the career in the, in the music business anymore. Um, but what do you do with that degree if mm -hmm. you're not singing? So I was working for recording artists at the time, traveling full time with her. And I'd already told her I would be moving home. Zero plans. Um, but I was on a tour bus in somewhere in the country. And I had my laptop and I just back then do you remember, I don't, how old are you Michelle I'm 32 so I went to high school in 2003 okay. so a little bit behind you but like Facebook came to be when I was a senior in high school like the internet was okay. like I get where you're coming from yeah it's brand new right okay mm -hmm. well do you also remember back then um Craigslist was a really important, mm -hmm. valuable tool. That's where like everybody, more than Google, people went to Craigslist to mm -hmm. find things because a lot of small businesses didn't even have websites mm -hmm. at the time. That wasn't the norm, wasn't the standard. So um, you could advertise your services on Craigslist. It's not weird, it's totally normal. Okay, so 2008, fall, end of year 2008, 
the only thing I knew to do was test the waters and just see like, maybe I could teach some voice lessons when I move home. Never done that before. Maybe I could do that. Figure out while I'm figuring out what I'm going to do next. So I'm, I, um, on a tour bus, just made some ads on Craigslist for voice lessons. I thought, well, let's just see what happens. Well, people started responding and I was shocked. And I thought, okay, I guess I'm doing this. This is, this is going to be a thing. So I moved home January 1st, started teaching that week out of my house. Um, my mom's house actually is where I, I moved into her house when I came home, started teaching voice. And little did I know that I was just baby stepping into what would be my career actually. And started a business, wasn't intending to start a business, but I started a full-on business. It's been 12 years. We have at the studio, I've um, hired dozens of people. I have a team now of about 12 people. Um, but over the last 12 years, we've coached a few thousand singers and musicians. And um, I could have never dreamed at that time when I was just 24 years old that, that that's what I was doing. But it was just doing one thing like the next right thing um and here we are so mm -hmm. two years ago as i approached my 10th year in business i started sensing that something new was ahead for me and was open to whatever that could be the, the phrase that was really in my heart at that time was your lane is changing and while i felt really content and peaceful at the studio and with all the work that we were doing um i knew that there was a new there's something new ahead for me so kind of came into that year 2019 really open to whatever that could look like and very organically over the next month women started totally unrelated to one another but women started approaching me um asking for help with their business or their dream or the thing that they were trying to start or challenges that they were experiencing in life and business and i just fell in love with helping women become more peaceful profitable and productive in their life and business so in addition to what i do at the studio and um, most of my energy today goes towards coaching women in that way so um i do business and dream coaching for for women in any stage of their business and dream and i just absolutely love it Mm. I love we have a connection in I actually went to college for musical theater. So I 100% get that like you get into college and you're going to do it. And then you get yeah. get in there and you watch your friends graduate and you're like, well, they can't get jobs. What am I going to do? Right. So I was a contracted actor for a while in college too. And then ended up like switching to graphic design. And then you graduate and you're like, well, what am I going to do with this? And yeah. I don't you know, so it's just, it's interesting how there's like plans and the things that happen in our lives, we don't realize are preparing us for what will come down the road until we're standing there and being like, oh, that's why I had to go through all of these other right. things to get there. Yes. And I'm finally, I've, I've reached kind of, of that mature place, I guess, in business where I can put all that together. And it's taken this long, it's taken more than a decade for me to see how all of that, everything up to this point was really, really important. Even cancer was so incredibly important. What a gift to be able to confront death, for example, at the age of 23 and mm -hmm. to get to know about the future. What most people don't the, answer the questions that most people don't get to answer until later in their life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was hard, but it was the very best thing. That's actually what gave me courage to start a business because why mm -hmm. not? 
what else, what in the world do I have to be afraid of, you know? Right. Yeah. That's so interesting that, you know, you don't really think, or people that haven't had cancer don't realize that there's a lot of things that you think about that other people don't. Um, and yep. for you to say that it's a gift is just so beautiful when you're on the other side of it. Um, and knowing that probably has you've gone through, maybe that changes how you, I would be interested to know, do you feel like that changes how you parent and how you're a mom and the different things that you, um, do you like savor things differently than you maybe think other people do? Yeah, I, I think that my approach to, to, um, parenting and to motherhood has been, um, my, my desire, overwhelming desire to raise children who are resilient and who are not afraid of hard things, who mm -hmm. understand that life is hard. It is at times disappointing. It is at times surprising. Um, things that we are out of our control uh, can't prepare for everything that comes up in life. So yeah, I'm highly motivated um, to raise children who know how to recover from really hard things. Mm. That's so good. I'm so excited today. Um, we're going to talk about just diving into your season and accepting that the season and finding the season of life you are in. Um, and sometimes for people, I always use that word too. It's I'm like, it's just a season that I'm in. And mm -hmm. so it's interesting as some people are like, well, what do you mean? What is, what is the season? What yeah. are you talking about? Um, so I'd love for you to kind of just start off and explain to people, what does it mean like to be in a season um, and to just give in to the season that you're in? Absolutely. Um, my first, experience with feeling that or asking that question was after my second daughter was born. Whenever she was, um, right before she was born, I felt really confident in my parenting. My girls are almost three years apart. So let's see, my oldest was almost three. Um, I felt like I had this mom thing locked down. I knew how to do this. I finally had this rhythm for work and for home. Um, felt really good about what, what we were doing. Felt like we had a really great thing going on. Mm -hmm. And then was really excited to welcome baby number two, little sister. And she was born. Um, and I had not ever considered that she would be totally different than her sister. And she would <laughs> need totally different things. And um, I would not be an expert at parenting her. I would have to relearn how to be a mom. And it was like, it was like it was a first time mom all over again. Mm -hmm. And it really threw me for a loop. So I spent the first three or four months of her life frustrated because um, this is not what I was expecting. My expectations were unmet and they were unrealistic. And I couldn't really name that at the time. It was just like, why is this hard? Why am I not good at this? Why is this frustrating? Why am I not able to do everything I was able to do before? Okay. When I, whenever Sadie was a baby, I could do blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and, and not to mention, I was extremely tired because she um, just was, I mean, if, if I can say just a more challenging baby, mm -hmm. I think probably if you have more than one kid, you at least one of your kids is challenging as an infant. She was hard. Mm -hmm. um, and, so I've resisted this for like the first three or four months. I'm still trying to 
figure out how to do all the things I've been doing right before she was born, not willing to pivot, adjust, let anything go. I was trying to force everything. And I found myself feeling very resentful, very frustrated towards everybody in my family um, and even towards myself and this precious baby, like for mm-hmm. no reason. You know, she's just being a baby. She's just doing what babies do. And I knew that wasn't normal, or I'm sure it's normal, but it wasn't healthy. And it wasn't how I wanted to live. It wasn't how I wanted to treat my family. And I um, came into the next year. She was, um, so she's about three or four months. Uh, this is around January 1st of 2017. And I'm really thinking about that next year. I love to set goals. Like probably many of your listeners are goal setters. And that's always been really important to me to start a new year with a fresh perspective and vision. But this year, I thought that's, feel so stupid because I how I don't even know what to plan for I don't even know what I want anymore I don't even know what's important anymore so I was thinking about you know a word of the year a phrase of the year all that stuff and what I felt like that God may have been saying to me was surrender to the season surrender Mm -hmm. to the season that you're in and I mean it like was so almost audible and I knew exactly what that meant I needed to stop resisting what was real in my life and just own that season, surrender to this season. This was not the time for personal growth and professional growth. That was not the season. Mm -hmm. This was a survival kind of season, a time to relearn how to be a mom, um, how to learn how to be a mom to this baby, how to adjust to being a family of four, um, all kinds of things. Just everything that happens after you add a child to your family or every, every every time you have a major shift and transition in your life. And when I did that and when I was able to own that truth, it totally set me free and gave me so much peace to move forward knowing that this is where I'm at. This is what I can expect from myself and what I can expect from everybody else. And I was able to explain that to my team at the studio. I'm not going to be available very much. I can't do all of this stuff. And and I was able to hand off some stuff, let some stuff go and just accept that we're not trying to grow anything right now. We're just trying to maintain and just exist. Right. Mm. Well, there have been seasons after that in my life that have been similar, but the difference this time is that instead of feeling that resentment and frustration that I felt four years ago, um, I recognize when, when a season is changing and I know that it is just a season and on the other side of that season is either rest depending on where I'm at I think there's two seasons that we have it's either a time to rest and recover or time to accelerate so if I'm in a season of accelerating and of growing then on the flip side there has to be a season of rest and recovery and if I'm in a season of rest and recovery it's because I'm going to be coming into a season of growth you cannot have a growing season if you haven't had a resting season Super, super important. Mm-hmm. So when I had that second baby, what I was feeling is that this might just last forever. This is just, I just am hopeless. I'm just never, this is where I'm at. Like, this is what my life looks like now. Just forget <laughs> about everything. Forget about your hopes and dreams, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> your life now. But instead, I wish I had known right then that, that if I could just be patient and lean in, that's my whole heart, that soon enough, when the time was right, um, I would be growing and moving and shaking again. Um, Mm. And I'd be prepared because I'd been present and recovered during that previous season. 
So I think that's super, super important um, that you recognize the season that you're in and that you are able to take ownership of that season. Mm, I can resonate so much with everything you just said. And I wonder if it's just something about like the second one, uh, you know, the first child mm-hmm. I feel like is mm-hmm. so easy. And even once they get older, you can like take on the world with one. And I don't know, everyone else I've talked to, it's like the second one that like literally restarts you or is oh, I've yeah. never heard anyone say, Oh, the second one was so much easier. Um, oh. I know there's like some babies. I have a friend, she had a gateway baby. That's what we call him as the second one, but her first was so hard, but, mm. um, you know, there's just something in that of my second one was really hard too. And I had to relearn how to do a lot of these things. And, um, I like how you had mentioned the accelerate in a season and rest. And I feel like we can apply that to both life and in business that sometimes in life we think that we need to be doing all these things or, um, you know, working out and being at the top of everything when sometimes it might just be right now, you just really got to rest because that's what your body is, is asking you to do. Um, And then we'll come a time again where you can, get back into what you're wanting to do. But even as you're talking about the rest and recovery in business, I can think to myself so many times of where I thought I should be moving, or I thought it was going to be a point of massive growth. And really I've rested and then started something again after that. I want to tell you about the new community that we have over on Facebook for the Busy Years podcast called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a place where you can come and connect with other like-minded women just like you who are in the busy years of motherhood that are chasing their dreams and looking for more. This is a place where you can come and share the amazing things that you're currently doing, get advice, ask questions, and get more information on the Busy Years podcast episodes. I'm going to be in there every now and again, teaching live, answering your questions. And I hope that this is a place where you can come and feel community in these busy years of motherhood. Come tired, leave inspired, my friends. Check out this episode's show notes for a link to the group or head to michellehagan.com slash podcast to get connected. Yeah. I would love for you to touch on, so as people kind of are maybe thinking about this and looking at their business or their life or realizing, well, maybe I'm in a season and maybe I'm going to start a business next, or how do we recognize the seasons? Do you have any tips or like, how did you recognize like, okay, I need to just be okay to be in the rest Mm -hmm. season versus like the seasons that come and you're like, okay, it's time to go. And like all it's time to start running and it feels good. Totally. Well, like I mentioned with when, with my daughter, I was feeling resentful, um, frustrated and a lot of resistance in every area, like business wise, family wise, everything, just nothing felt good and easy. And so I would say, um, whenever you feel that, ask yourself this question, and I call it the magic question. And it is what is not working for me right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this, I mean, this is not even just uh, reserved for the question of what season am I in? This is like something that you can 
ask yourself as often as you need to, this came up for me last week, as I was getting ready for the day, I was feeling very frustrated, very behind, very just angsty. And so, and I said to myself, what is not working for you right now? And you know what? It was that I, getting ready in the morning is not working for me because either A, my clothes are unorganized or something, or I have too many clothes, or I could even maybe decide what I'm going to wear the night before. Just there's things, there's adjustments that needed to be made. But what I felt, the frustration and resistance I felt in the morning was literally about getting ready. Mm. So it can be simple like that. That's not related to a season, but that's the way you, we answer that question. Um, I've asked myself that question before and realized I'm, try, I'm operating outside of the season that I'm in. And that is why I feel this way. And it's affecting my family. It's affecting my team. It's affecting my business, all those things. So the first thing would be um, if you're feeling misaligned and out of alignment, it very well could be that you have unrealistic expectations that are connected to this present season. I'm in a, this year has been a, a, a new kind of challenge for me. I'm navigating some other brand new personal things. Um, I'm actually going through a divorce and, um, I have no experience with that. I don't know how to, I don't know anything about single parenting. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you navigate something like that. I mean, this is really the very first time, of course. Um, so the first part of this year was adjusting to a, a new normal, which w there was nothing normal about that. Not mm -hmm. to mention a pandemic. <laughs> Um, which affected everything about my personal life, but it affected my business. Mm. Um, so I was just beginning to get my, my bearings and then COVID-19. And I had to, in a single day, completely pivot with school for my, my daughters and figure out a new way of doing business. Took a huge hit with um, revenue and income. All these things happening at the same time. So by the time the summer got here, I knew that I had to rest and recover. But this, instead of feeling confused by that and like unsure if that was an okay thing to do, I knew that it was not an okay thing. It was a requirement. It wasn't a luxury. It was something that was absolutely required because as a new single mom, I have to have energy to accelerate after this. I've got to, um, to be prepared by the time fall comes to launch new things and to grow and to be um, profitable in multiple different areas, all this stuff, prepared to lead my team, all those things. So instead of considering this rest and recovery as a luxury, it was a necessity. And I had to really own it. And that was challenging. I had several like trips and vacations and stuff planned. Um, and it felt weird because I've never done that before. I've never traveled like that. And I almost canceled a trip because it, I felt I didn't want to cancel a trip. It just felt like, mm -hmm. is this excessive and unnecessary? What would people think? If What are they going to think about me? What are they going to think about? I don't know. Just It was this weird feeling of obligation to other people, strangers even, people who don't even know me or know my life. And I, I wrestled with that for a few days. And I had a little enlightening moment where um, I thought instead of, being worried that other people are going to resent me or, or say things like, oh, it must be nice for her to get to go to the beach multiple times or whatever. Mm. 
what if it actually gave them permission to do the same thing? What mm-hmm. if they were able to say, oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. So I had to own the season, this resting and recovery time. And then the minute, you know, by the time about August 15th, I hit the ground running and I know that, and it's been full steam ahead ever since, but it was because I carved out very intentional time to recover. And this time I knew what was on the other side mm. of, of rest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thought, I just want to circle back kind of how it's interesting, how you pointed on that you almost canceled the trip because you were mm-hmm. worried what other people were going to think. And, mm-hmm. um, so much in the world of social media, I feel like that is something that we all think about and we all watch other people that are maybe in an accelerated season and mm-hmm. we think, okay, well, if they see me like going on another trip or like, that I'm doing something with my kids and I'm not posting and focusing on my Mm -hmm. business that they're going to judge me for that. Um, And I know in like, even the face of COVID there's been times where I've thought like, well, I don't want to post this because I don't want people that maybe know like my entire situation to be like, well, why are they doing that right now? Mm -hmm. When really the, the, and, and in my head, I was like, no, they really know, have no clue what our whole situation is. And, right. and, and they're just getting an outside picture of what they think, you know, and sometimes even in our heads, I think we create these stories that yeah. we think people are saying about us, but they, I mean, they really probably aren't. And um, they probably don't care, truthfully. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So I just think that that is such a good point that you made about that and how um, to not let what social media, the the game that is playing on your mind dictate what you're going to do in this season. Yes. And if you find yourself saying things like that about somebody else who's resting, recovering, playing, having fun, enjoying their life, and you feel triggered by it, it bothers you then it's probably a really good indication that that's actually what you need and that you mm-hmm. need some rest in your life. If, if somebody resting can trigger you because I've been there, that has been triggering for me. Then it just means that it's probably exactly what you need. And you're just mm-hmm. feeling a little jealous because you wish that you had that much control and you do, mm-hmm. but maybe what you need is the confidence to own your season. Yeah. And, and even as you're talking, it, it could be that even some of it might be helping you realize that you're in the right season. Like I know mm-hmm. for me, um, a lot of COVID um, and quarantine has been a lot of family time and it has not been pushing forward. And there's been a lot of people and a lot of peers that have been launching and doing these great big things. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for them. And I worry that they think that what I'm that I'm not like working hard enough, but at the same time, I think to myself, that doesn't really look fun right now, yeah. you yeah. know. So I know that what I'm doing is what's best for me, absolutely. Yeah, so I would love for you to maybe touch on okay, so once we kind of realize what season we need to be in, whether it's accelerate or we're resting, how do we really sit into that season and really just? own where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you have to 
let's say that you are um, resting and recovering and you know that that's what you need. Your family needs that, you need that, your business needs that or whatever. Um, be really realistic about your expectations, what, you, what is fair and reasonable to expect of yourself and of your family during this time. When you are setting goals, if you are a goal setter, which I imagine a lot of your listeners are, they're always trying, you know, we're trying to do bigger and better all the time. That's how we're, we're wired. If you have an entrepreneurial spirit, um, what kind of budget do you have right now? What are you, what budget are you operating in? And I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about the energy and capacity that you have. You might need to completely, you mentioned goals a second ago or like, or, or what other people are doing. Um, we have a tendency to set goals that are not for us. They're somebody else's really good goals. They're not our good goals and they aren't aligned with the season that we're in, or maybe even they're not aligned with our core values, what matters mm -hmm. to us. So pay attention. If, if, if you are set goals that are aligned with the season that you're in, that's a really important way to, to take ownership of your season. Also to remind yourself frequently, no matter where you are, that this is just temporary. It is just a season. It's a period of time. It could be really short. It could be longer. But on the other side of this is the next thing. If you are resting, it's because you're preparing. Even if you don't know what the next thing is, it's you, you are preparing um, for your next big thing. If you are accelerating, know when to put the brakes on. Know that this is going to come to an end. Mm -hmm. and don't get too prideful or too proud of all that you're accomplishing and doing because it's going to be really hard for you to rest. If your identity is really wrapped up in what you can produce and um, how productive or profitable you are, it's really difficult to put the brakes on. Mm -hmm. um, in business, in a really practical sense, know, kind of look at the scope of what you do and figure out where in the year are you growing and where are where are you coasting or resting mm -hmm. like I was able to identify based on things the services that I offer and the things that I have plans to launch I know which quarters are launching and which quarters are more like list building for example so quarter one and quarter three are launching quarter two and quarter four are list building so I'm not, you can't constantly be launching something, constantly be creating something, constantly be trying to do the next thing. So give yourself margin, give your audience the margin of breathing room as well. This is not just for your personal life. This is absolutely for your business too, but make a decision on the front side. The cool thing is you can always make a different decision. You can always adjust if you need to. If something is not working for you, you can figure out, you know, own that and, and figure out what needs to be adjusted. But um, the Bible says, if you are a person of faith or care at all, the Bible says that for everything, there is a season and a, and a time and place for everything under heaven. So mm -hmm. everything in life and business is temporary. It all ends. My favorite thought is um, this too shall pass. So no matter if it's good, how good it is, just remember there's an ending and it will help you savor the good so much better and longer. If it's really hard, just remember this too shall pass. Um, there's, there's hope. It's not forever. All hard things end. Mm -hmm. Every single hard thing comes to an end. Yeah. 
I love that quote so much. And even just as you're talking, I was thinking about how they talk about, you know, the valleys and the mountains that even though to get to the top of the mountain, you have to go through the valley, which would be a rest. And when you get to the top of the mountain, you have to climb back down, which takes you down to a valley, you know, the constant up and down. So, I mean, yes, we all want to stand on the mountain forever, but at some point in order to get to the next mountain, you have to climb down and climb your way back up. Exactly. Um, which I just totally agree that there is like a season for everything and that you have to be called into that season even and um, listening to it. And that if, if you feel it on your heart and it's been constantly on your heart of knowing like, it's time to stop. It's time to like, it's not just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you thought about it once and it's come came up. It's time to stop. Or like if that one thought of what you need to build next or what you think that you want to do and you keep like, no, like I don't got, I don't really think you know what you're talking about. It keeps Mm -hmm. coming up for a reason because it was, it's sometimes I think people even have to realize like, it's not our dreams. They're God sized dreams that we have our dreams, but then there's dreams that we were also made to do too. Um, So I love that thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you so much for this conversation. And I think that this is really going to help listeners just to realize as we're ending this year, that to look back and realize like, where were your seasons of rest and acceleration? And that maybe are you going to accelerate into the end of the year? Or what does the beginning of this next year look like um, for them? Absolutely. So, I always love to end my podcast with asking guests um, if you could look back on yourself into the little years of motherhood and you could give yourself advice. If there's something that you wish that you could go back and say, oh, Sarah, like if you would just have known this, um, life might have been easier. Mm, it's what we just talked about every hard thing in mm-hmm. either, you know, um, different challenges with parenting not the anxiety that I have had the most with both of my kids is feeling like this phase or this hard thing about them um, is going to last forever. And it doesn't, it mm-hmm. is so temporary. And the, the further away I get, the more temporary it feels, you know? Um, but when you're in it, it just seems like this is going to last. I'm never going to sleep again, or I'm never going to drink hot coffee again, or I'm never going to, I'm always going to be sleeping at Cheerios off the floor. Is this ever going to stop? It does. And it's so Mm -hmm. amazing that it it always happens so quietly and without any warning. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and with each little thing, I've thought, wow, if I'd only known that that was the last time that she was, I can just cry thinking about it. Mm -hmm. If that was, if I'd known that that was the last time she was going to wake me up in the middle of the night and ask me for apple juice, I could have, tolerated that so much better mm-hmm. if I just um, had grace for and, and I'm not minimizing it because it is hard parenting is hard mm-hmm. motherhood is hard juggling things is hard um, doesn't make it less hard but um, in a nutshell every every hard thing ends mm-hmm. oh I can so feel you earlier today I actually was talking to someone and they had reread something I posted months ago and read it back to me. And I was talking about how if I just sit in this chair a little bit longer today, mm. it's okay. Because in a few days, and she read it to me. And I realized, I was like, I don't even know the last time I sat in the chair with him. I can't even tell you. 
that maybe that post was the last time, you know how you're saying it, yeah. it is so hard when you're deep into it. And if there's a mom who's listening and I can remember being in that and someone would be like, it'll get better. Someday you'll la- look back on these things and laugh at that your kids were like these wild beast of children boys. <laughs> and I was always like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, you don't know what it feels like. But now being on the other side, it's just, if you are feeling that way, it's like, we totally get it. And I understand. And you just like to your bones are tired and weary, but that it will, like you said, it ends and you come out and the sun like feels and you, and you look in the mirror and you go, Oh, Hey, Hey girl, like welcome back. Um, Yeah. There you are. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? She was there all along. She Mm -hmm. hasn't gone anywhere. So all the, the new moms or young moms, tired moms who feel like totally like they've lost themselves. You haven't, she's there. And there will be a season for you to pursue all the things that are in your heart. And if it's not today, it's okay. Not now doesn't mean not ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank if anyone wants me. to connect with you after this episode, where can they find you? Yes. I love to hang out on Instagram. I'm at Sarah Conley Darby on Instagram. And I'd love for you to um, visit my website too, sarahdarby.net. And I have a, um, really printable that helps me plan my week from my heart. And you can get that at saradarby.net slash plan your week. And I will link that in the show notes if you are wanting to find that as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling podcast community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.